0: This is by far our, the largest number of guests we've ever had in a single episode. Today, we like to turn this into some form of a roundtable slash panel slash web, like just form, uh, informal conversation where our guests and ourselves are open to questions, lend some perspectives to our side of the aviation, and just kind of give our sides of a, of a certain story. We are joined today by the Elevate Aviation team who participated in the 2022 Aircraft Maintenance Competition in Dallas which is comprised of Hannah, Cassandra, Miss Nordia, Lindsay, and Alicia. Ladies, thank you for coming on to the show. Thank Welcome. You.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: So again, we like to say thank you. And we're happy to be undertaking this uh, episode with you. Thank you for taking the time out to come on to the show. And we hope to do something like this again, where we have like either a large number of guests or have guests of different backgrounds or people who have, at one point in time, like, worked together to do stuff. And before we begin, like, just just go around the room to introduce, for you all ladies to give an introduction to yourselves, tell us your name, Um, well, yeah, tell us your name, uh, what sort of position you hold, and, like, what type of aircraft you've been working on? So let's start with Miss Lindsay to my left. Hello, hello.
2: Hello. Uh, yeah, so my name is Lindsay. Um, I am currently a quality assurance auditor with an airline, and uh, but I am an AME as well. And I've worked mostly on smaller aircraft. i worked at a flight school. I've worked on charter aircraft like King Airs and Navajos. Um, And also um, Beach 1900s, uh, Dash 8s. So that's kind of the realm I'm in. I like the medium stuff a little better. Um, And yeah, just happy to be here with all my ladies.
0: All right. Happy to have you, uh, Miss Alicia.
3: Hi. uh, Yeah, my name's Alicia. Uh, I'm a licensed uh, AME as well, M1 and M2. Um, similar to Lindsay, I've worked on kind of a, a range of aircraft from like a SESTA-172 uh, up to the biggest aircraft I've worked on is a CRJ-900 so far. Um, and currently I'm working um, on seaplanes, which is new for me.
0: Oh, oh interesting. I, very nice. I mean, yeah. I, I myself, what do you guys call them? Floats? Floaters?
3: Uh, seaplanes, planes. Float planes.
0: Okay, gotcha. I, I figured there would be some kind of nickname to him because uh, some individuals, they are a little bit more particular with planes that land in the water versus those that don't. Uh, some call them frogs, uh, some call them hoppers, some call them uh, uh, all sorts of other stuff. And I just wonder if there was any difference uh, on your guys' end from us.
3: Not that I know of, but I'm pretty new to this uh, to this realm. So maybe I just haven't learned learned the proper terms yet.
0: Uh, gotcha
4: not sure if there is a proper term when you're talking about <laughs> nicknames. <laughs> this is
0: true. This is also true. <laughs> yeah. Miss Hannah.
5: Yeah. So I'm Hannah Duffield. I'm a licensed structures AME. Um, I've been doing that for about five years. I have also worked on a lot of different types of airplanes. Um, I started my career working solely on twin otters. Mostly, you know, getting a crushed up airplane in a box and completely rebuilding it, which was really fun. Um these days, I find myself working at uh, one of Canada's largest um, AMOs, mostly working on 737s, converting passenger airplanes to cargo freighters um, and doing regular scheduled maintenance. And I also work on small airplanes, too, like Beavers and Convair 580s and that sort of thing. And
6: yeah, that's pretty
0: much it for me. Nice, Miss Nordia.
6: Hi, um, everyone. My name is Nordia. I am an AME apprentice currently working towards getting my M two license. I work for a regional airline currently. I wouldn't say I have worked on anything yet because I just graduated. In June and I just started with my current employer a few weeks ago.
4: Oh wow. Cool. Congratulations on your graduation. Very big congratulations.
6: Step. Thank you.
0: And last but not least, Miss Cassandra.
1: Hello, thank you. Um my name is Cassandra Hep and I am an M1 and M2 licensed engineer here in Canada. Um, most of my career was spent up in the Northwest Territories and Nunavut working on, I have both licenses. So I've been on the M1, kind of the Jetstreams, Dorniers. I have a little bit of Cessna experience, but not much. And then M2, I've worked a lot on ATRs, 42s and 72s. Um, and then the 737, 200 Classics, NGs, and now I just actually have the MAX endorsement as well. Um and now I am a maintenance controller at an airline and I'm working in Alberta here. So thanks for having us.
0: Hey, maintenance control. <laughs> Look at you, Miss Bloss Lady. That's right. <laughs> well, <laughs> appreciate you guys coming on. Most definitely. And Cassandra, thank you again for being a repeat guest on the show. I think you're well, like our and, and bringing uh... a killer team with you. <laughs> oh, most definitely.
1: Oh, it was so fun last time and I know it's gonna be just as fun since all of our ladies are here.
0: Oh most definitely well we'll have we'll definitely have some fun. And I want to say like Cassandra's like our fourth ever repeat guest? No wait. seven seventh ever repeat guest. Aww. Wow wow well, I didn't
4: even know that so that's that's news to me. I'm learning something too. <laughs>
0: well te- well technically we, <laughs> we did so we had uh, uh, three guests at a time. Uh, In person, and we just did two back-to-back recordings, or yeah, two back-to-back. So we had three, and then we had another three, and they were both (laughs) back-to-back. So so technically seven. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we can count. We suck. Sorry. (laughs) Surprise everybody, we suck. (laughs) So now we got the
4: whole team together. Give us kind of a a rundown of your all of your experiences there at um, at the uh, maintenance competition kind of a high and low maybe maybe that's a way to start like what was your favorite part when was your least favorite and then whoever (laughs) wants to start first i'm sorry i I won't i won't pick and choose i'll just throw it out there
2: (laughs) (laughs) well i think if we start before we even got to the competition was probably the harder part just figuring out what it was because we hadn't really ever heard of it prior to it being introduced to us and it took us a while to figure it out and then figure out who's going to compete in what. And, um, you know, because we all have varying backgrounds, as you've seen, and what we think we all could kind of do. So, a um, lot of these kind of Zoom things to figure it out and get to know each other at the same time. So, I think the best part was just being all in the same place for once after all those talks and getting to hang out and be ladies in the industry together and not just the like single one out as we always are. Um, yeah, for me, that was great.
4: So that's interesting. You said, you know, uh, trying to decide who was going to do what competition, um, you know, you all have varying strengths, varying backgrounds, as you said, did, you know, what, what was the ultimate determination? Did you actually guys, you know, compete against one another, uh, to determine kind of maybe who would be a better fit for a specific task? Uh, rock paper scissors, or you know, or just say I'm going to do it, and everybody said okay.
1: Well, we kind of like said okay, Hannah's structures, so let's keep her on structures, and like, um, whereas some of us had like more avionics experience, so it's like okay, we'll have her doing an avionics. Um, but then when we got there, like day of events, I know we did some switching around too, like. I wasn't supposed to be doing the APU burner can with Alicia, but I remember that day I was like, I really want to do this. And I think that I could help us do really well. So then like I switched out with Hannah and I can't even remember what I was supposed to do. But Hannah took my spot in something else. And then Alicia and I did the burner can together. And I remember we did it in like seven and a half minutes or something. And I was like so excited because I had done that so many times by myself at a different company. And, like, for her and I to do it so fast together, I was really excited that we kind of got to just do it day of. And so we kind of just like switched things around as required, but we tried to kind of have it planned out. But, you know, sometimes planning doesn't work the way it's supposed to. And we just switched it up the day of.
0: What the deaf? Well, again, worked again. Out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, it, and as far as you doing a burner cam by yourself, you're also doing that with basically oven mitts because of the weather over where you used to work is that correct
1: oh yeah i remember doing it outside in Yellowknife up on the roof of a truck but it was summer but i yeah i'm like alicia and i did it significantly faster with the two of us so it was really fun
0: i can only imagine especially i remember when you guys posted about it just after the event like oh, you just did it in, in less than eight minutes like that's pretty fast <laughs> that, that is pretty fast uh, how about you, Hannah? What was the highs and lows of the AMC?
5: Yeah, I think um, my favorite part was, like Cassandra kind of mentioned, uh, like I was the only structures person. And I find that sort of like the license to have. Like I only touch structures. I don't touch multimeters. I don't really touch any any kind of equipment. And I ended up doing a competition with um, Cassandra where we were like, troubleshooting avionics stuff. I think it was like, you had to find a fault in like a coax cable. And I've never done that in my whole life. I had never even seen that equipment before. So that was definitely high for me, just like kind of like pushing myself out of my comfort zone and trying new things um, for the very first time in a very time sensitive, high pressure environment. And so that was really fun for me. And also I really loved learning, like kind of even apart from the competition, a lot more about how like the amp license works and how like different aircraft maintenance is in the states. that was another high for me i would say the low was having to leave all my friends once it was all over
6: Aww. Aww.
4: <laughs> so you guys live pretty far apart from one another then
5: yeah, like, we pretty much all live in different provinces. I guess now Cassandra and Lindsay live in the same province, but different cities. And then me and Alicia live in the same province as well, but different cities. And then Nordia is all the way across the country as well. So,
0: Oh, wow. So, so Nordia, uh, you were still a student when the AMC happened. Is that correct?
6: I was, yes.
0: So, from your perspective, being especially being a student, what were some of the highs and lows of, of the competition?
6: I think um, for me, the high was just being at the event and seeing how big it was watching all these other teams compete and actually being a part of it instead of just a spectator. Um, I wouldn't say I had any lows because I, at first I was nervous before I got there. I was really nervous about i um, competing and performing because obviously I'm in school and everyone there was, um, you know, I felt like they had more experience than me. But once I got over that fair and just started um, to have a good time, like everything was great. So I wouldn't even say I had any lows. I just had an all around great experience.
0: Nice. That's a great, great way to think about uh, At least, I can't remember if we asked. Like, what was some of the highs and lows for you?
3: Um, for me, I'm kind of similar to to Nordia. Like, the whole event for me was like a huge high. Um, it kind of brought back the same feeling of when we all met in the Canadian AME competition. Um, but this was like larger scale. This was like massive compared to um, the one that we had competed in. So it was just like taking everything in. I mean, I think the cherry on top was Cassandra winning the AMT Top Professional Award for us. And like when her name was called, we were all just like screaming for her. So that was really exciting. Um, And yeah, I don't think I really had a low, any lows um, at all, because it was just such an exhilarating time, I think um yeah leaving everybody because we all trickled off slowly and then me and Hannah were the only two left uh left in Texas so it's sad to see everybody leave slowly
0: hey I can feel that I totally understand like especially of us when we get when you're so bonded with a team no matter what the time frame is and then you guys have to part ways for whatever the reasons is it's almost like this mini heartbreak like but but no, <laughs> but why?
4: <laughs> yeah, that's how deployments yeah. felt for me. When you had a really solid crew you were you were on deployment with, and you guys you know would be together for six months to a year, working day in and day out, smoking and joking, and just getting missions done and getting the work done, and then slowly people start phasing off with their deployment. And you know that the chances for you for for you guys, I think it might be a little different because you're all planning on doing this again but um for my instance it was like oh man i don't know if we'll ever get this dream team together again
0: right uh now there was like a whole bunch of events when we uh, saw the the list of all the different events that you guys were supposed to do or were going to do was there an event specifically like i don't know how to do this but i'm totally up for it like i wanted to do that but I don't want to really do it because I don't want to hurt the team. Was but was there like any specific event like, well, oh, I want to try this. Like just to just to try it out.
6: <laughs> I think that was Hannah for, for every event. I think like um she came up with I think like an Excel sheet or something. And I think Her name was almost next to everything. Like, yeah, I want to try this. Yeah, I think I could do this. Yeah, this looks like a good time. If no one wants this, I'll take it. And I was like, no, I don't want this. Nope, I don't want this. No, thank you. Nope, this doesn't look good. What is this? I've never seen this before. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it
2: was mostly just like, who's done this before? Okay, you're on it. Okay, who wants to go with that person to try it? And I think one of that none of us had really done or maybe done once was like fan blades. And we're all like, well, I guess we'll just see how this goes. <laughs> so totally different you, do it in, you do it in like seven minutes is what they gave us for fan blades. I was like, this takes you hours. Like,
6: what is this?
4: Yeah, who, who does this job in seven minutes? Because if I was in my normal hangar and somebody says, I got it done, I go, I'm going to ask you to go try that again.
3: well we saw the team that competed before us they did it in
2: 30 seconds
0: what What?
2: so we had to follow Mm. that
0: wow but they
2: had like a trainer at their school it was a school team and they had like something to practice on like we didn't practice for anything
4: what was the specific task for a family
2: yeah it was in like the seventh position or something so you had to kind of go around and around and get it out but they just they had like three people one turning the other like loosening and the other one just like holding the rest in and it yeah it was it was crazy
0: that's still pretty mind-blowing that's still pretty mind-blowing like like a nascar pit stop like and (laughs) go we're we're done already dang
1: it was kind of interesting, though, because so many teams from the States practiced for like six months up to a year for all of these events. So it's like we came in and literally were looking at the manuals the day of. And then some of these other people had been doing these exact tasks for months. Yeah. Yeah. Up. But like one that I was very proud of was when Nordia and I did the pneumatic drive unit on the big FedEx engine. I can't remember what engine specifically. jt 90. So, like, oh, okay, so good job that you remembered that. (laughs) I'll never (laughs) forget. Yeah, like we did that and we got it installed and like almost everything hooked up in the 15 minutes. And like her and I had never seen that in our lives. And we had almost like removed, done the install, just had like a couple things to tighten up. And I mean, obviously the the groups that had practiced this, you know, could do it in five minutes, but I was just really proud that her and I got it removed installed this thing was like 60 something pounds and like we did really well at that even though it was the first time either of us had looked at it
4: (laughs) well that just speaks to you guys capabilities right so all these other teams came in there and they were practicing and they've been doing all you know getting the getting the regiment down uh you guys hadn't even seen these items and we're still able to get it done so that that says a lot for you all i mean you guys are I'm listening to it, I'm thinking of uh, cool runnings. you guys ever seen that movie? That old movie? Yeah. yeah. yeah you guys are the Jamaican bobsled team, man. You came in came in out of nowhere and took a clean sweep. Right. <laughs> Especially
0: like I've never we've never done this before. We've never seen this in action before, nor what it's supposed to look like. Oh, by the way, here you go, and you're ten you got fifteen minutes. Excuse me?
6: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so who who got to do the virtual paint booth?
1: Oh, that was me, and I I think I got like 86% of it covered or something, but the Hannah structures person, she was like busy doing a legit structures task. So then I had to do that and I wasn't super. Yeah. excited. But I think we were
2: tough. doing windows and they were pretty impressed at how fast she put that window in. Right.
4: So. Well, windows is a tough job, man. I've done a few of those. That's, that's a tough I'm, job.
2: Oh no. She made it look easy. She just was like, got it. Put it in place. Choo, choo, choo. I was That's like, okay. think
6: with Hannah, she makes everything look easy. And I can't even like draw a straight line with a ruler. Like it's, <laughs> it's like, being, like being on, being on like working with her, it's like, on one hand, it's like, yes, I'm I'm glad she's on my team and not on the opposing team because I wouldn't want to go against her. But then you have to kind of like sit, stand back and like watch in awe as she does all these amazing things. Structures is no joke. And, you know, Hannah is really great at what she does. And everyone always is impressed.
4: Almost. I would have said structures is an art form. Oh, yeah. definitely. Fabbing, also the art form composites. of salesmanship
2: that Hannah had. A sure company was also there and she convinced them to buy some products that she was using in these competitions. Okay. Oh, right. New tools.
4: Hey, I need to get a new car. So how soon can you be in Southern California?
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> It'll take you and have you talk to the dealer. Right. <laughs> you talk the dealer into buying the car for you instead of you That's buying
6: right.
0: the car. <laughs> I, I can uh, totally attest to uh, structures and composites because, I mean, most of the structures and composites I've dealt with were all helicopter related. I mean, f- there some gen general stuff is the same, but when you deal with certain uh, like fixed wing airframes, they have like a certain requirement. They have to be like they have to be so smooth. They have to contour a certain way. They can only have so many bends or wrinkles. I'm like, okay, <laughs> right? But when I got thrown into that, I'm like here you go. Here's the manual. Here's the stuff. Here's the, here's the tools. Like I've never done this in my life. What do you want me to do again? You want me to do what? Like, yeah. 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 Just, just do that. And, uh, by the way, we need that in like eight hours. So we'll get to it. Like, excuse me.
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said, structures is an art form. My, my experience with structures is, you know, most of my experience is, is field repairs. Um, it's structurally sound. It won't break but it's not super pretty either, you
0: know? <laughs> yes. It's enough don't to get it out of the field. Yeah, that's right.
2: Fixed. <laughs> well, we're yes. enough
4: to get it back in the air for another mission, right? Oh, yes. Um, uh, yeah. It's structurally sound, but don't look too hard in that
0: area. <laughs> right. It, I mean, it's flying. So A plus, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want it fixed or you want it flying? Which one? What do you mean? Which one? <laughs> so uh, with, with that said, um, as fo- uh, stepping a little bit away from the competition, what drew you all to aviation? Uh, whoever wants to answer first.
6: I think for me, like growing up, I always wanted to be um, a flight attendant. At one point, I really said, like, I really want to do this. But I was working at a bank and then I got the opportunity to work for airline as a gate agent And I was still in school at the time. And the opportunity came where they were hiring for flight attendants. This is back in the States because I just recently moved to America. I mean, moved to Canada. And I loved it. I loved being a flight attendant so much. It was such an amazing experience (laughs) to get to travel and, you know, the... The schedule was great. The money was great. The people was great. The company was great. And, but I would always see maintenance and I was very intrigued by what they did. Unfortunately, I could not afford to go to this school um, in New York. I just couldn't afford it. And so I kind of put that on the back burner. When I moved to Canada, I you know, I left my job as a flight attendant and I wasn't really sure what to do. And my husband convinced me, he was like, well, you should, you know, you should go to school and do this as, you know, it's something that you wanted to do. And I ended up at Centennial and I think it it was one of the best decisions I made because I love aviation and I love that I've been able to do so many different things in aviation and I feel that's one of the things I love about the industry is so endless. Like there's so many different roles you can have. And yeah, I'm just living the
0: dream right now. It's awesome.
4: <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So you said you were in New York. Um are you from the States originally or from Canada and went to the States and back? <laughs>
6: Originally, I was born in Trinidad, so I'm um, oh. yeah, I'm a West Indian girl, and I grew up in Brooklyn, New York.
4: So, so the reason I asked is because of the accent. I can I can hear the I can hear the New Yorker coming out of you.
6: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit in the
4: accent. Um, what's interesting? So, uh, getting back to the New York aspect of that, uh, a buddy of mine, friend and former coworker, he grew up in Queens. And his high school actually was aviation centric.
6: Aviation, yeah. You know what's so weird? I went my whole life it and never heard of that school until I got to um, until I got to the airline where I worked because a lot of the guys in the maintenance department went to that school. And even though my high school had a flight program, it was for pilots, and it wasn't really advertise and that's that's uh that's an issue I have because oh, yeah like it, people don't talk about aviation as much as they should and people don't talk about maintenance as much as they should you know You always have this option to like be a pilot, which is great, be a flight attendant, which is great. But I sometimes feel like we're like the Harry Potters of the industry, like nobody wants to talk about the magic elves. We're the
4: magic (laughs) elves that come out and fix the plane in the night. Nobody ever talks about us. Yeah,
6: like we're like under the stairs in the tubby, you know. (laughs) That's
4: exactly but you're exactly right. I mean. Uh, that and I think we just had with Stig on there a couple weeks ago six like was, he, he brought the same thing like nobody talks about it though like like aviation's not going anywhere it's only growing and expanding as we try to go faster around the globe as we try to get more economical in our designs and fuel efficient as we try to exit the planet and, and go to other places right yeah. Um, yeah. who's gonna fix all that stuff who's gonna build and fix all that stuff but nobody ever talks about that so yeah. strange it, it's getting a little bit better in the area that i live but that's this is called aerospace valley what's mm-hmm. another name for it um we have so many like dod contractors here and, and things like that so yeah. and <laughs> it's really heavily sort of heavily talked about here because i'll say probably 80 percent of the population all work at one of those places to include myself yeah um and a couple they they've actually built a new high school in the area that is specifically for one is for STEM degrees. So kids are gonna start coming out of college with like uh or coming out of high school almost with a, a bachelor's and some STEM degree. Yeah. And another one is for maintenance for aviation maintenance. No. Yeah. So kids will graduate with uh with an airframe and power plant license and an associate's degree.
1: That's yeah. a- oh wow.
4: But I from high school, like that's pretty cool. I that's pretty cool because then
2: they don't have to pay for it too. <laughs>
4: yes. Right, you don't have to pay for it and you're already, I mean, and, and you look at the industries and go, man, it's already turnkey. So they've already got the license. I don't have to invest in that. Yeah, I don't have to do these things. I can just throw them on the shop floor and get, keep the keep the line rolling.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was lucky enough to go to a high school that had vocational programs like that. So I took uh, metals and aerospace when I was there. So I learned machining, like metal lathe and milling machine, welding, um, and then like sheet metal stuff too. So most of the people that I went to high school with, they ended up going to school for structures, but I was like, I'd wanted to be a pilot. And I actually did get my private pilot's license this summer. I graduated from high school, cool. but that, that was when I decided it was really boring and I wanted to do something more exciting. Um, wow. And just... Get so to altitude I and to fly a, straight and light level, and get to your destination, and then and land. Watch Netflix.
4: That's right, how. Well. <laughs> that's how I got into aviation too. I always wanted to be a pilot, but I wanted to fly fast movers. You know.
2: Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, if yeah. I had known there was other options, that like because that's the other thing too about even pilots, like people just think of airlines, but there's so many other. Like ways you can go, right? Just right. Then,
4: but that goes back to the advertisement. Like when I went into it, you know, I wanted to fly fast movers, and the military said, now nah, medically, medically, you're not, you're not sound enough to fly a fast mover. But then they don't say, okay, well, how about heavies or how about, uh, helos? Don't. You know, that, I mean, that's at least for me at the time, they didn't talk about that. Um, so, but then, you know, nobody said, well, okay, why don't you look at the airlines or why don't you look at flying, um, cargo or something like that or look at flying anything you know yeah. uh, somebody was talking about float planes earlier. the department of uh uh fishing game here in the states they use float planes up in like maine uh yeah. to fly around and 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 do what they got to do
0: yep no so your, yeah so your draw from aviation actually came from high school is that what you're saying
2: yeah, well, it even started earlier in that. Um, We have a program here in Canada called the Air Cadets, like Royal Canadian Air Cadets. So I joined that when I was 12. Um, that's the age you can join. And then within that, they talk about, um, well, it's got lots of great stuff like leadership and effective speaking, like public speaking, but also um, introduction to these aspects of aviation, not just piloting, but like um, we talked about the different types of aircraft especially in the military and then the different avenues you can go. Um, there's like airport operations we learn about and uh, that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, that was really kind of the jumping off for. Us. So then when I got to high school and saw they had this program, I was like, Oh, I'm in like, they're building a kit plane in this school. I'm in. Nice. So, yeah. Um, so that was kind of fun um, and definitely kept me like engaged in high school. I don't know what I would have done otherwise.
0: Oh, my wow. afternoons
2: were always just in a shop right as opposed to sitting in class falling asleep
0: mm-hmm.
2: so um, <laughs> definitely helped yeah
0: yeah def- definitely filled well, that
4: is the thing like you said there's a lot of kids that are sitting in school that teachers are kind of writing off because they're maybe not doing so well but but books and things aren't aren't their forte but they're really good with their hands and and if they had the opportunity to do something like you did you know they mm-hmm. might really excel So, say hey i don't I'm not interested in reading about you know Napoleon, but uh but I can fab together a uh, uh you know skin at the side of the skin of this aircraft. Yeah. No problem. Like they just don't get the opportunity to do so.
0: Yep.
2: No, and it was always fun. We had other projects we do like um at Christmas we do what we call the like a uh a dog sled race, except we didn't have dogs. We'd make a sled. We'd weld together a sled out of scrap metal, and then we'd pull it in the field behind the school and see who has had the fastest sled. Someone rode on it, and people pulled, and then we'd do a pizza party.
0: So Nice. All right.
2: Yeah, it was fun.
0: Your school sounded way more fun than mine. Well, definitely <laughs> way more fun than mine, even. <laughs> uh, how, how about you, Miss Hannah? What what drew you to AB?
5: Yeah, so my story is actually pretty funny. Um, growing up, uh, my dad like owned his own shop. He's like an automotive mechanic. Right. So the plan for me was always to sort of take over the family business and whatnot. At maybe like 14 years old, I stopped growing in height. I'm only like five feet tall. I can't lift the tire. So maybe like automotive mechanics wasn't for me. He told me that in a very nice, fatherly way. So you know, grade 11, grade 12, I had no idea what I was going to do. I still applied for the automotive programs and uh, where I was living at the time, they're some of like the most competitive programs in Canada. Uh, so surprisingly, I didn't get in, not really surprisingly. Um, so yeah, I was left with like a few months before graduating high school and I still had no idea what I was going to do. Um, and my, I came home from school one day and my dad was like, oh, like, why don't you just apply to one of these aviation programs? And I was like, Oh, like fix airplanes. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, that'd be really funny if I did that. Like no one does that. Like no girls are doing that. I was like, that would be so funny if I applied to that. So I applied to the program as a joke. And I that's actually why I chose structures because the structure schooling was only a year and mechanics and avionics was two years. So I was like, Oh yeah, I'll do that for a year. That'd be really funny. So I applied, I got accepted. I was actually the first person accepted into my program. And and then I, I was like, oh, well, that'd be funny if I just went to school. So I went to school and I thought it was hilarious. And the first day of school, I was like, well, wow, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And then everything changed from there. Um, I went to school. I loved it. I wasn't great in school. So I, you know, said to myself, oh, like, I'll give it a shot. I'll get out in the industry, do my apprenticeship, get my license. And if I don't like it, then I'll quit. And I haven't looked back since. And now aviation is my whole life. I love it so much. And I couldn't imagine myself doing anything different. So I always find my story a little bit funny. And it resonates with a lot of people because, you know, a lot of people have families that were in aviation, their grandpa's a pilot, their uncle does maintenance or whatever. And for me, it was just absolutely hilarious. So. That is how I fell into aviation.
0: <laughs> what, what a what a joke that you played on yourself, Rayleigh. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> yeah. But it played out right, right?
5: <laughs> it did. And people find that story hilarious because, like, I'm so airplane crazy. Like, people don't understand me. Like, I'm, I'm just all about my airplanes. And it's just crazy because, you know, 10 years ago, I couldn't tell an airplane from a helicopter. So, yeah, it, it's crazy how that works.
0: What what doesn't help when they they call the planes by like their nicknames or their uh plane codes, right? Like oh A331 versus Neo737 Max. What Mm -hmm. what? (laughs) What is that? How about you, Miss Alicia? What drew you here or what drew you to aviation?
3: Um for me, I like as a young kid, I always knew that aviation was gonna be the industry that I was gonna go into. I just loved I love going to the airport whenever we had to pick somebody up or like if we got the chance to fly anywhere, I was like, packed my bags the day of I found out we were going somewhere. Um, Some of my earliest drawings are of airplanes. So I was just really passionate about aviation. And so like kind of similar stories to the other girls, like I only saw the flight path of a pilot or a flight attendant as my two options. Um, So I kind of just thought I would do the, pilot route. Um, so initially I was going down that pathway and like figuring out how to do that. Um, and then when I, when I got to grade 12, which is our graduate the graduating year, um, I went to like an open house at our, our trade school, <clears throat> sorry. And, uh, a trade school that's local here in BC. And they had, the maintenance program on display. And so they had like an engine, uh, an open engine there that uh, piston engine. And so I just like looked at it and was like very intrigued. Um, and so I asked a couple of questions and they're like, yeah, this is a program. Like this is a full-time job you can do maintenance. And I was like, oh, I didn't really, I didn't know that. So they gave me the brochure or whatever. Um, but yeah, I was like, I should probably learn how to fix an airplane before I fly it. So I was like, I'll do that first. I'll do maintenance program. Cause I think that's really good knowledge that I'll, that will be valuable to me. I'm, I'm a very independent person. So I was like, if I'm going to be stuck somewhere, I don't want to rely on anybody else. I'll just fix it myself. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of went to the program. I had no mechanical background skills whatsoever. Like I never did shop or anything. I'd been around tools, like I seen my dad around tools and, um, helped him here and there doing like really small things, but never really was mechanically inclined. Um, but then I just fell in love with the program and I've been doing it now for eight years and I have not looked back and Ooh. I don't, I don't know if one day I'll get my PPL, but it's still on
0: my to-do list. <laughs> Your story kind of reminds me of Cassandra's when we had her episode like, Oh, I, <laughs> Like uh I was a cosmetologist. I was a hairstylist and I had zero clue about tools and what they do and what they're for. And like now yeah. here we are like
4: now I'm, now I'm leading the industry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's you know?
3: crazy to think that like I remember the first day. Well, the first day I walked into the wrong classroom at school so that was super <laughs> embarrassing. Um and they were talking about stuff I had no idea about. And it's like probably the most basic stuff, but they're talking about like Phillips head versus like a flathead screwdriver. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't know what any of these things are. Uh, Yeah. So it's crazy how far we can, how far we've We've all come.
0: Right. Uh, And I've I've noticed a common trend is like aviation wasn't highly talked about uh, when you guys were coming up into the field Uh, and same kind of with our stories with MVP and I, Um, now, as far as women are concerned, like, that's a whole other topic that's rarely, if ever, talked about. And when they are talked about, it's like the stuff you've all mentioned, like being a pilot, being a flight attendant, uh, doing something other than being the ones turning the wrench. So, with that said, uh, what's an insult? I'm gonna I'm gonna stir the pot a little bit. What's an insult that you've received for being a woman in aviation that you're actually kind of proud of? Oh, that's a good spin on it. I know
4: you're gonna go that spin. Oh,
0: interesting. interesting. I, I kind of got that from uh, Cassandra in her episode when everyone's like, oh, you got yeah. tiny hands. And I'm like, well, yeah, with well, these tiny hands can tiny fit hands. in places. And, and you're damn right that I do.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I don't get stuck in the fuel cell like you, friend. <laughs>
1: shut
0: up. Shut up. <laughs> so, uh, what's an insult that you've received that you're actually kind of proud to have?
3: The small <laughs> hands, one thing is very, is very true, though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Many times on like the Garrett engines, on the, um, Oh crap. What are they? Those flying darts. Um, the metros. Yeah. Metro. I'd, yeah. I would get the guys to, they'd come in and be like, they are like, can you cut off the end of this tie wrap for me? Like I just can't reach just cause like my hand is like the size of their wrist, you know? So I get that a lot or, but then you also get shoved into tiny places to do stuff.
4: Yeah. Fuel cell, uh, Never had to, but Thank God. F- but. Fuel cell maintenance <laughs> is the worst but you could be my size and I'm not very big, but I'm built like a, a rectangle. Let's say a rectangle. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they still stuff you into a fuel cell. Uh, so your shoulders are smashed together and you're trying to grind cracks out of the paste of the composites uh, for eight hours straight. That's, that's not fun.
2: Oh. Yeah. I never <laughs> had to do that. Thank God had to scrape a lot of PRC out of a wet wing, but um, yeah. yeah. And smell like jet fuel after, but um and yeah, being stuffed in hell holes. Um I don't know. I I'd go to AME symposiums, like a conference that we'd have annually, and I always people are like, You're too cute to be an AME. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like <laughs> thank you I guess for underestimating me, but Thank
4: you for recognizing my good genetics.
2: <laughs> yeah. Also like get out of my face.
0: Yes. And then that's another stigma too with women in aviation, which we hear a lot. Uh, and I think we've mentioned this like so many times, like um, when it comes to seeing women in the aviation field, doesn't matter what it is. They can be pilots. They can be mechanics, anything shows, <coughs> like maybe not so much flight attendants, but when they see women on the fi- on the field or on the line or on the ramp, they say like, you're in the wrong place, friend. You're You're going to break a nail. You're too pretty to be here. You're too no, whatever. It, this is for like, knuckle draggers. Yeah. One of those. Like, you're too smart to be here. Right? Excuse me?
2: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. I don't know what people's vision of a mechanic should be other than skilled um, to do their job so that they have faith in the airplane that they're flying on. But, and that's all it should be in my mind. But yeah, I don't know. If anyone right. else has any, it's hard, that's a hard one, an insult that we take as a compliment. uh, There's not many, I can say that, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So so, uh, let me, uh, let me make it a little bit more broad then. So like, uh, what's uh, a misunderstanding that you've received uh, being a woman in aviation?
3: Oh, that you're in the wrong place you're lost or um,
0: <laughs> can we help you? We have, you seem Yeah. Here.
3: Um, I've had people hang up on the, hang up the phone on, on me a couple times thinking I called, called the wrong number and then they'll call again and it's still me.
0: <laughs> so like, was oh. like, yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to call the supply department. Uh, can you forward me to maintenance please?
3: Yeah. And then I'll, that I hang up and then be like, let them call again. And then I would pick up again. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know what I, I i talked to a girl when i was uh working private jets. she was <clears throat> her name was uh sarah she was maintenance control and she would tell me those stories like you'd call in like i because she was based on the east coast and i was out in the west coast and i'd work and i'd call and say hey i'm trying to get the jet release i uh, emailed you all the stuff and she would yeah she's reviewing the paperwork she would you know be telling me about her night and she's like oh, i'd have like I had just had like four guys call me and when I answered, they just hung up and they called back and it was me, same, same situation. Like yeah. they thought they had got the wrong number because they were expecting a, a guy.
1: Wow. <coughs> I can't wait until that happens. <laughs> 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 it hasn't happened yet. But, um, I remember one time at a previous job, I was like up on a skyjack working on the engine and I had a pilot come in to the hangar and, uh, he was like, I just said, Oh, how was your flight? Like, how was your day? And he's like, well, it was okay. But like, where is, I'm just going to say Bob, even though that wasn't the person's name. Well, where is Bob? Like I need to talk to him. And I said, Oh, well, Bob is, I don't know, on lunch or whatever. Like what's up? Is everything okay with the plane? Like you can talk to me. And he's like, well, no, I need to tell Bob about this. Like we have a snag. And I said, well, I have ACA on this airplane too. You could tell me about it. And he just like did not want to talk to me, didn't want to tell me what was wrong with the plane. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to let it go. You can't like change someone's opinion of the matter. So he wrote up his snag in the logbook and then I took it and like went to work on what the problem was. But yeah, just things like that. Like I've had pilots definitely not want to like tell me what's wrong with the plane when they see that it's me and not like somebody else.
4: (laughs) Have you ran into that same scenario with uh, female pilots? Have they kind of treated you or do they look down on female Mm -hmm. maintainers or, or have you received the same treatment as that guy just gave you?
1: No, honestly, female pilots that I've worked with in the past, like they've always been really good. Like almost excited. Like as soon as they see me, it's like, yay, there's a female, like there's a woman. And yeah, I had a snag when I was in Resolute Bay and the captain was a, a woman and, and she instantly called me and was like, oh, Cassandra, like, we got this going on. Like, what do you know? And I'm like, OK, we'll get this figured out. And yeah, they taxied away 15 minutes later and took off and it was all good.
4: <laughs> well, that's good. That's good to hear. Because sometimes, sometimes, you know, you're afraid that. No, you know, your 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 you know, peers or whatever wouldn't wouldn't kind of lift you up. Right. And they might treat you the same way or look down upon you. Um, For whatever reason. So that's good to hear that you've had had a pleasant experience from that end.
1: Totally. Um, As for like other female AMEs, I feel like I've I've seen like some women, not a lot, where they're almost kind of like threatened by other female AMEs.
4: Competition. Um,
1: yeah, like it's like competition yeah. whereas like in my opinion I'm like, "Oh my god, an instant best friend. Like, thank God there's another woman <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that's why I wish that all of us like on this team would be at the same company because it, I just think it would be so cool for us to all work together just because we're always lifting each other up and and like we're very supportive of each other and wanna chat with each other and stuff and but I have seen like the odd person or two where it definitely is like like, not that I've ever worked with them specifically, but just where they are competitive towards other female AMEs. But, yeah, we're definitely not like that.
4: <laughs> have, have you ever thought
0: about starting your
4: own?
1: Yes, we have. Yeah. yeah. Okay. we business out of the farm. <laughs>
0: oh, the AOG. Or how about that AOG <laughs> thing we talked about in the last episode? Yeah, AOG,
4: I think, it would be, would be is, right if you guys' the alley.
1: I don't know if that's so much a thing in Canada as it is the States. Like I was looking into it and I don't think that
4: maybe it's not a thing yet. Yeah. Yes, like I don't
1: can, think but... that is specifically a thing in Canada. Not to say that we couldn't start our own. <laughs>
4: you could be the pioneers of it.
0: Yeah. Plus we got, well, we, can uh, help you. we got super Hannah over here who can sell literally anything to anybody.
2: Hannah. <laughs> oh gosh.
0: Like, do you oh, have a private plane? Would you like your own private maintenance service? <laughs> o- only Actually, 15- I could
2: hear her saying
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> See, only fifteen hundred a month, all t- all day, every day. <laughs> and you can well, start selling expensive. your
4: selling your services if anybody's an engine specialist, right? Get on, get on Pratt and Whitney's uh, C plus um, warranty program where you do all their warranty work for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: I've been uh, I've been with a few companies that do that because I, I I'm. I got i I'm an engine guy, so I got a lot of engine experience. Uh, and, and I worked a few of those C plus jobs, and those are those are pretty choice jobs. So something very, to something to think about.
0: Very much yeah. so. Uh, uh, At least I'm going to pick on you just a little bit because you run a a organization. Let's. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a nonprofit yet, but I know you guys were working to it. So that specifically gears towards both mechanics and women in aviation so like a lot of these stories are resonating is that what are some of the things that you've have seen or done to kind of help that along, like as far as putting aviation out there and having women be more aware of it versus just, Oh, just be a pilot. You'll be fine.
3: Yeah. I think that's kind of where like hangar Queens, um, which is the organization that we're talking about that me and uh, Stephanie, who's uh, an AME in the military. We, we co-founded that together. And it's just that to like create awareness about women doing this, women doing maintenance as a career, and like highlighting women in different positions. You know, we have apprentices, we have students, we have um, women that, you know, have been in the industry for a long time and are now instructing and are teachers at schools. So it's like showing a, um, a variety of, uh, how this career and what path you can take really is because we never got to experience that or see any of that uh, growing up and throughout our career. So that's kind of what we want to do with Hanger Queens and also offer some mentorship. Um, you know, people do message us and ask us for question, ask us, you know, questions. And um, we're more than happy to help um, because yeah, we didn't have that uh, coming okay. up into our, Coming up into the industry ourselves, so we just want to give back in the ways that we can, and just help other girls pursue their dreams.
0: That's freaking awesome! I love I love every bit of that, and we're very big supporters of you and all this. You guys are, (laughs) (laughs) and and it it really is because uh, we went through the hard road, and we don't want you to do the same. Like if it's something that we can help you along with, or something that we know is going to be a wrong turn into a dead end. I don't want you to figure that out for yourself. I'd rather just be like, you may or may not want to take that right turn. Whether you take it or not is your fault or is on you or your personal choice, but just give you a heads up, it might be a dead end. So um, I give you the best path possible and you make the most of it <coughs> for them. Exactly. kind of yeah. the mindset that at least we go through. So I'm not, sh- uh, I'm not sure if other people are in the same manner because we have seen some individuals who are very, very into hoarding information for themselves Mm-hmm. And um,
2: <laughs> Which I don't get, or I've had like at work where I have the idea about something, and someone's like, "Oh, that wouldn't work." Yet they're going to the manager saying, "This is what we should do."
4: Oh, oh man, you're and I'm just did like, you work <laughs> with Six and I? Did you were our song.
2: <sighs> just I'm just like, oh my god.
4: So so <laughs> yeah, there was one was one of those like like when Six and I were working together in the past, he would say something and they would blow him off, and he was like, they "Didn't even give it a shot," and I was like, "Give it." give it two to three months. And I bet you that comes out from some manager as a saving. Thank God they're here. They saved the company. And sure enough, 90 days later, there was coming this grandiose idea and everybody just (laughs) clapping. Thank God that guy's here. You know Um, what I mean?
2: Yeah. I've, it happened in like the same day. It was like, like 30 minutes later. I was like, really dude, really? And I was an apprentice at the time. I was like, whatever you can take it. If it makes you feel better, Go for it. You can justify your job.
4: So I always I use this one of my favorite favorite quotes Ronald Reagan. It's a Ronald Reagan quote, but he said, "There's nothing man can't accomplish as long as they don't mind who gets the credit." Yeah, says man, but it can be man, male, female in that instance, right? But you, you can get anything done just, as long as you don't mind who takes the credit because you're going to run into people just like you like you did. Yeah. Uh, and it, it doesn't't doesn't, doesn't lessen the sting I know uh, and nothing but a nothing but a one inch wrench to the teeth would make it feel better <laughs> but um, you know, don't go the violent route I guess
0: <laughs> or at just, least just outperform one. them as you
4: have. you can go back and they say, well, they, messed they came
2: their with that toolbox. idea
0: but what's that
2: <laughs> or mess with their toolbox
0: there's always that. We're, oh, well, yeah. we're talking about shop pranks now. <laughs> okay. All
4: right. All right. So, as you talked about, let's get into that. Let's get into that. Subject. What are some of the best shop practice, uh, shop pranks, uh, you guys have done or been involved in or had done to you?
1: Oh my God. I've got one. Right. When I was a, an apprentice and honestly, these guys were all great. Like I love them all still. They took all of the tampons that were in my toolbox. opened them up. <laughs> I put them all into water, like, and even my own water bottle, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? but it was funny, but I was like, those tampons cheap. <laughs> but like, throughout the hangar, anytime there was like water anywhere, there was like a, like an open tampon, you know, like they opened it up and pushed it out. And like, yeah. so, that we
2: month. also call those, uh, king air filters for the, uh, for the, um, <laughs> Instruments is a, okay. a, a 10 mark. No, it's actually true. It's For actually true. Input. I've had yeah. someone hand this to me and it has a part number and everything. And really? like, so, what you're going to do is I'm like, I think I got this. I think I know <laughs> what I'm doing.
4: I think I'm probably more qualified than anybody here yeah. right yep. now I'm, to do this particular job.
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah. you needed a class on this, but. I may or may not have some experience on this on you than you do. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, I've had my wheels glued to the ground of my toolbox. <laughs> That's
0: a
4: great one. I've never thought of doing that.
2: Yeah, oh, but it was right before I, I left, so it was. I was a little bitter about it, but um, because I got laid off. Um, no. But uh, or I had a crew chief that was always playing pranks. When it was slow, we'd bring our like cars into the hangar and wash them or whatever. So when you like left for like lunch or something, he put all of the um, hole punch confetti into your air vents and then turn your turn your, you know, fan on Mac so that when you backed out of the hangar, it was like blow everywhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I had like, obviously, you know, the grease under the handles. Like, that's yeah. a classic, I think. Yeah. And also, they took my toolbox. Like, I've got the big, like, five-foot Mac toolbox. They, like, use the forklift and put it up on, like, the rafters. My, have <laughs> yeah. done that. So, too, like, okay. to on on one, and I'm like, where the fuck is my toolbox? I've <laughs> 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 well done
4: yeah. that. It's,
0: it's pretty terrible, yeah, though. <laughs> I, I've seen that,
4: too. I, I've done the one where they parked the AOG van out in front of the hangar because they're just running in to grab whatever they need and run back down the ramp to wherever they're working but you just get they leave the keys in it so you just get in the van and take off and park it somewhere else and watch them look for it for 30 minutes <laughs> oh, we took all their tools and put them in a container filled with water and threw it in the freezer
2: Oh, <laughs> everything was, everything was
4: in, a, in a giant brick of ice
1: or did it a style with jello? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. How did you I know? know?
1: Anna, Hannah has also had this happen, I think. Um somebody put a dead bird in my toolbox.
0: <gasps> oh. oh.
4: that was like, oh, they gosh. were just showing you that they're that they're awesome. really proud. Look what they brought you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Mine wasn't dead, unfortunately. But it wasn't a bird. It was the cockroach. And I'm really scared of bugs And we got this plane in that was like infested. And they, like this one guy knew and he kept putting them in my toolbox so when i opened my drawer like i would freak out but yeah oh yeah really gross
4: oh we had a guy when i was working back east we had a guy who was deathly afraid of snakes and we found a uh a dead black rat snake it got hit by a, by the mower when they were mowing around the airfield between the taxiways and the runways um and it was dead, but we picked it up and took it in and laid it in his box and kind of put it together like it was coiled up or whatever. And I've I've never heard a grown man scream in such a high pitched uh-huh. tone before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so one of the I think we mentioned this way back in one of our bonus episodes. This is probably like one of the most prime time pranks we've ever done to somebody. Um it was one of these aircraft where there's a static or static port right by the pilot cockpit. Uh, oh, right by the canopy and um we we had this kid who's very new he he's a little slow on the uptick so we kind of had to baby him a little bit but we told him one day that the static drain port was a mic like a microphone <laughs> and he he was he was hooked up to the plane and he's like keying in tailing the the pilot he's about to execute whatever a, a po- or a pre-flight check and the pilot was playing. He, he was in on the gag and he, and he knew it. He's like, I can't hear you. He's making this gesture like he, he can't hear what he's saying. So he's like all screaming and whatnot. And then here's MVP, myself and a few others who were like, you got to talk into the other mic. Use, the, use that mic in front of you.
4: Yeah, Use the backup.
0: Yeah, use the backup mic. That's, that was what it was. And so he's like screaming into the static port like, <laughs> do it. <laughs> like, what was it? Uh, and we
4: had the pilot on board with it. So he's screaming in the mic and he looks up to the cockpit and the pilot's thumbs up in him. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> ground to pilot. pilot ground to pilot. Something like that. Like, really, just really screaming it, it was into really this static so proud of
4: part. for using the backup mic and, and getting that launch out on time, too. Uh,
0: We were rolling <laughs> forever. Like, uh, uh, it was so hard to keep a straight face just because of how, like, really into it this person was. Like, he full on believed that was a microphone. So, We had to walk away from him for a while because we just couldn't stop laughing. And then after after the fact like, why were you guys laughing? Like, (laughs) dude, do you know what you were doing? (laughs) Let let me come this way, my nugget friend. We we were gonna have a little lesson here. (laughs) That's
2: funny. Yeah, I've done to an apprentice before. You know ignition lead tester?
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you're like,
2: so you ground it and you get them to hold the thing, you're like, hold this for a minute. You just squeeze the button and they get a little jolt.
4: Yep. We've done that with magnetos before. Like, Here, hold this. Hold your (laughs) fingers here and then twist this real fast and it shocks the shit out of them.
0: So So, so we had something similar to that. I'm going to say it's the same thing, but we called it a a mega. It's for uh, troubleshooting wires. Like uh, it was, it was sent like a jolt of electricity through through the wire bundle and same thing. Like we'll just crank it up to a certain extent. So it gives just enough of a, of a shot. Probably like, I don't know, nine volts, something like that. Nothing major, but just like, Enough to be ah, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> Fun stuff. Don't get any bad ideas from Nord- Nordia. This is terrible. We shouldn't be talking to you about this.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: or or, or listen to them. our stories and, and prepare
0: yourself exactly. accordingly. Care and take That's note what I'm doing. <laughs> like, nope, nope, nope. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do none of these things. <laughs> and the people I did it to will never admit it.
4: <laughs> so have you guys ever done things like Hangar Olympics? No, on that? the slow days? Oh man, well, you guys got a treat coming your way. <laughs> so, we would do like three laps around the hangar, right? That was our running event. We did uh, we did uh, chocks, it was chocks like the <laughs> hammer throw, but we used chocks. <laughs> <laughs> we could ever throw chocks so the farthest. We had um, the radiation hazard cones, and so all your launch spots, and we had like. 10 launch spots or whatever. And you had to get, and they had a really heavy base to them. So it wouldn't blow away in the wind, but you had to get 10 of these radiation signs. Uh, whoever could give it to the fastest from launch spot one to launch spot 10. Um, you didn't matter how you got them there. You just had to manually get them there. You couldn't use a, like a a tractor or anything like that. And people got creative, uh, (laughs) Jousting, office chair jousting with trash can lids and brooms. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or um.
4: So, uh, oh oh oh. Um, I don't know if you guys know what jammers
0: are. Oh, those are the weapons loaders. Yeah, I don't. The think weapon loading know. equipment.
4: So they are these little like Orc-lifting two-cylinder things. diesel two-stroke things that load bombs and stuff, but they go faster in reverse than they do forward. So you would have to do a slalom run. We set up like a cone course, so you'd have to drive this thing through this whole course and then stop and then reverse the whole thing. Whoever could do that the fastest.
0: <laughs> or um, they, sometimes they'll have like these little traffic cone looking things, but they're very, they're, they look they look more like bumpers than anything, but they're heavy. Or sometimes you'll get the base from uh, these, uh, from the same uh, radiation cones and you have to throw it like a discus or like a yep. shot put. <laughs> yep. We're, we're done. <laughs> we had, yeah. We those are some of ones. the Hangar
4: Olympics things. And then, and then one more prank, uh, safety wiring, somebody like their belt loop when they're sitting there at their desk doing paperwork to their chair. <laughs> yes. That's a good one. I've, uh, but you got to leave it long a, enough. So when they walk away, they get pretty far and then it stops them.
2: <laughs> I've uh, had an apprentice Well, he was a high school student, actually just doing like three weeks of whatever learning about airplanes. So I was making him wash an airplane because he was lippied that day. And uh uh so he's on like a creeper under the plane. It's just a one seventy two. He's just washing the belly or whatever and he falls asleep. So me and the other guy duct tape him to the floor. (laughs) We'd rip off we'd be on the other side of the hangar, rip these long strips of duct tape and then run over, put one down and then like kept doing that. And he didn't wake up. So then when he woke up he was stuck to the floor. It was great.
0: Those are good ones. We now we did something similar with uh, aircraft washing. Since you brought that up, is someone will be scrubbing away, but someone will be on the top of the plane where he can't see, and hey, we'll just keep on squirting soap. So he's like scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. Like, why the shit is not coming up? We will keep on squirting soap. <laughs> <gasps>
4: Or you're on the belly and some guy is on the side on a ladder and you just take the cleaning solution and keep squirting them in the crotch
0: <laughs> just a little bit at a
4: time so they don't realize they're getting soaked.
0: <laughs> terrible, terrible. Childish stuff, but so much fun. You, well, you got to have some fun, right? Because if you uh, stay too serious, you end up well, actually being screwed on too tight and actually lead I, up to an incident.
4: I tell everybody, if I can't have fun at work, there's no point in me showing up.
0: Yes. And that's kind of like how we came about too. Is like we we would have enough fun to kind of get people to unwind and and loosen up a little bit. Because if you're too tight, you actually start over focusing, and you'll lead up to an incident. I'm not sure if you guys have are have seen something similar to that, where this person's getting so hyper focused, and they almost their anxiety. You could see it in their face that they're so pegged with anxiety. They're actually freezing in place, and th- you feel like just like any moment now, this person's going to burst and it's going to lead up to something that may not be something they want. So, um, and that kind of, kind of goes with the teamwork thing too is like, like you kind of have to be able to spot that in somebody like, hey man, you might want to take a break, uh, take a breather, go take a walk, something. And with you ladies, I feel like that's a very prominent thing, especially for being together for like, I don't know what is like your second time Uh, when going into that AMC competition and I got to ask, I think I asked uh, Cassandra this when she came on, but how did it feel being one of, I don't know, what's the seven, seven, all women teams at the AMC? It was
3: really cool to see other um, all female teams. Like I was blown away that there were so many women. Um, So I was really excited to meet them. And a lot of the teams were super nice to us. Like if we would, um, they like let us sit down at their table while they were studying. And we were just like more uh, wanting to socialize with everybody because we were obviously new and exploring um, the whole conference. Um, but yeah, everybody was really nice that we met. And and then we got to do a cool like group picture of of all the women that were there. And I don't know if somebody has, I think Cassandra might have,
0: some of those pictures, but um it was really special. I can only imagine that especially there was only like what seven teams seven teams of fifth uh, of five probably like 40 at most not including some of the spectators that were just there with them.
3: yeah and some teams had spare people too.
0: oh that's right. I forgot about that yeah uh, I think you could have one up to two spares, I think it was or three
2: I think it was just one. Oh, it's just one. Yeah, but even some of the college teams had like females in the on the team and whatnot. So that was that was cool to see too. The up-and-comers yeah. also. Well, they were probably see. looking at
4: you guys going, "Wow!" Yeah. You know well, I, mean? I was
2: looking at "Wow," so I hope they yeah. were.
4: <laughs> yeah, but I'm, what I'm saying is, like you know, as much as you were going "Wow," you were probably receiving the "Wow" as well.
0: And, and you guys were, and you guys wore team shirts too, which I didn't see a whole lot of just based off some of the, the yeah, what was you guys's, uh, what was you
4: guys's team team jerseys?
1: Yeah. Elevate, they, uh, made us jerseys. So we had like all of the sponsors on the back of the Jersey and then the Elevate Aviation on the front. And yeah, I didn't see like a whole lot of bright jerseys or shirts or anything like ours. Um, but yeah, I really liked ours. I still have them at home in my closet. So maybe what you guys should do wear them.
4: <laughs> what you guys should do is send the shirts around, and next time y'all get together, have each of you sign each other's shirt and then frame them. That'd be cool yeah. and hang it up yeah, in your yeah. in your office at work or whatever you know.
0: Yeah, well, inspire well, the peasants good. you if work with. You, you, you know what I mean?
1: So. <laughs> That's not a
6: good idea. <laughs> oh man,
0: and yeah. then um let's see, I think it was Chick, Chick Fix, right, was one of the yeah. main yeah. um, all-women all teams. And they, we were just watching the award ceremony. Their names was called, like, almost every event. Like, the winner of this they event. Chick- <laughs> like And, like, you know, you just, just keep them up there. Like, just have them stand off to the side. And for every time they do get called, just have them step forward. Like, okay, thanks, everybody. And then yeah. step back and just wait for the next round of people. Because that's just how much they want. And Uh, I mean, to be honest, like when we saw the event, we almost thought that it was just going to be a clean sweep. Not a single woman's going to win or it's going to be rigged in such a way that women were going to win. And we're so glad to see like not only there were so many women teams, period, um, not just intermingled teams, but actual all women teams. Like they actually had confidence that their women technicians were going to just kick ass and then see like two to three uh, women women only teams just clean house. And to include you guys as well, or you ladies as well. Mm -hmm. And to us, that was very inspirational, especially for the individuals that you specifically want to mentor, touch base with, or help influence. They see that happening. And then uh, kind of inflating your heads a little bit. You're almost like celebrities at this point, especially in the areas that you're from.
6: Not me. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, they they you are they you, just you don't know it don't yet. You don't think you are but you are. Yes. Not yet. They they just don't know it yet.
6: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
4: exactly Yep, don't sell yourself short. You've uh, you've done a lot even in your 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 shorter career. Yes. No kidding. More yeah. than more than most have accomplished in a 20 year career.
6: It feels so wild because I was um I was talking about it, I think, today with someone. Like, I cannot believe that, you know, this was something that I had just thought of. I wasn't really sure I was going to do it. And even with the initial competition, the skills competition in um, Ontario that we did, I, when they... um, the organizers asked me to be on the team. I had said no. I'm like, no, I like, I don't want to do this. I I was so nervous. I was like, I'm a student. I don't know what I'm doing. And they were like, yeah, just try. It. Just go and have fun. And they and then I just did it and it was great. So it's pretty wild to see how far I've come and how much has happened in such a short period of time from just being there nervous with the ladies in Ontario, because I didn't know anyone. And I met them the day of the the competition. And they were so nice and welcoming and helpful and supportive. And it was a really great experience to just even going to Dallas. And I think that's such a big, big thing. And sometimes even I don't fully appreciate how huge that was so yeah
4: well you guys are all professionals but you you have a high high level team of of support um you know to help you and to to model yourself after so very lucky in that regard
0: yes very much so and we said this to cassandra and i think to hannah like a great number of times like Knowing your dynamic, knowing how fast you guys can cohere and just work together and understand the job, and not just be, not just tackle the jobs that you're unfamiliar with, but actually excel in some of the ones. Your team dynamic. If I was a hiring authority today, I would I would hire each and every single one of you. I would not separate you. I would keep you all together. You're gonna learn as a team. You're gonna um, figure out. The schedules as you would as a team and like i would have 100 confidence that whatever task i assign you it's going to get done 100 of the time
4: well and that that goes back to the you guys should start your own business i mean you you already you, you guys already work well together but you you all when you as your business would expand you would all hire people of the same caliber as you yes I mean, you wouldn't just hire any any you know Joe schmoes or whatever. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna look for the cream of the crop. That and uh, I I, <laughs> I think uh, I think think you guys would do very well on that venture.
1: I know, yes. and I agree. And. I just think like with Hannah and I working together and doing those avionics tasks and Nordia and I doing that pneumatic drive unit, Lindsay and I, we did those other avionics troubleshooting and we had so much fun. And then Alicia and I with that uh, burner can like we can all work together so well. And I just know, like, I always joke to everybody like, Oh my God, I wish we worked work together because like, we just work so well together when we are together and I just kind of wish that we were all in the same province or like a way that we could all work together because I just think that like we all excel so well right now. And like, imagine if we were at the same company, like how much more we would be doing.
4: Well, not only at the same company, but calling the shots at that company. Right.
1: Yeah.
2: You guys would
4: just be uh, an unstoppable powerhouse uh, maintenance, aviation maintenance business there in, in Canada. Hell, you could even do uh, a cross-border road trips. I mean, that's what I did when I was uh, when I got done deploying overseas. Um, I was traveling around the uh, United States, uh, Canada, Mexico, and the Caribbean chasing jets around. So you guys could even do that. And said, that comes in with that C-plus uh, warranty work, too. That, that'll take you everywhere. Those yes. are some of the main reasons I went up to Canada to work. And don't don't tempt us with a good time. I'm trying to you know they have the angel and devil on your shoulder. I'm trying to be yeah. whatever one you're gonna listen to right now.
0: <laughs> I, I mean I, I will and well, I am.
2: I think that's what we need to. Like we've talked about it. We need more of us in management roles. So yeah, we for definitely sure. like had the late night talks of like, girl, you need to do this, you need to apply for this, you so need to, you know, like so um I think that I think we're all grateful for that just because here's the other thing like this is such a novelty to know as to know female AMEs like Cassandra was the first um, female AME with a license like fully licensed like same license as me that I had met and that was in 2018 and I've been in this industry since 2005 so um, I'd never worked with another female AME I knew of people like this person over at this company or like structures or avionics, but never the same exact license as me, um, which is really sad. But um, so meeting her was really awesome, especially because she was still like, she's freshly licensed and like still loved aviation. And I've been through the grind already, you know, having to figure this industry out on my own. So, you know, you get a little disgruntled at some point. And so it was just nice to like have renewed like see it through someone else's eyes not be as jaded um so yeah fresh
4: perspective for sure
2: exactly exactly and renew my own and so um it's nice having all these ladies because again they're all at different stages or different skills um so you're always getting something new and exciting
0: exactly that and, and
4: that's exactly what this show has done for six, for six and myself. Yes, I mean it, it. It started off as as office conversations, and and turned into recordable therapy sessions, and it's turned into getting a renewed view on on the industry, right, and why we got into it initially. Because, like you just said, you go through the grinder and you go through the week, and you're like, "That's it. I've fucking had it with this shit." This thing can all burn down, blah, blah, blah. And then you get on with some professionals like yourselves and then you're like, that's ah, not so bad. It's a pretty good place to be.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. you, you just, know what I
4: mean? But that's, it's a good thing.
0: You just find mm-hmm. that, that talent or that, that individual that just like reignites the spark, so to say, right. Reinvigorates you like, you know what? I, I'm for this. I'm all about it. Let's let's get the new generation rolling in. Let's freaking get this done and do it, get it done. Right. Uh, so with that said, uh, if you could travel back in time or meet someone just like you, uh, what's what's one piece of advice you would give?
1: Um, I guess for me, I would definitely say that you're allowed to have your own opinion. Like you're allowed to feel the way that you do. Don't ever let anyone tell you how you're supposed to feel. Or if you're feeling something and people are saying, well, you shouldn't feel like that. Like you are allowed to feel the way that you do. And I think That's like a big thing that I would tell my, my like apprentice self because I always had people telling me like you shouldn't be annoyed at that or or like you should just have thicker skin like why are you and upset about that but I mean as a human being you are allowed to have feelings and like your feelings are valid so just like be okay with the way you're feeling and don't let anyone tell you that it's not okay.
4: That's, that's, that's a good, that's very good. Good, good perspective. Good, good standpoint there. Yeah. Cause I think so many people are told like, shut up in color, yes. you know? mm-hmm. and color. Yeah. I can't tell you uh, the
1: number of times people have said that I should have thicker skin like well, too many times.
4: Well, and that, and what that does is it stifles creativity, so yes. to speak, right? Uh, businesses don't really realize how much, that can hurt them, uh, in the long run. Cause it, somebody comes forward, like, like, uh, I think it was Lindsay saying earlier where, you know, Hey, I got a good idea. Uh, that's no good, blah, blah, blah. And then they go and run with it. But maybe it's a situation like, no, that's a terrible idea. Now it's a terrible idea. Okay. Well, eventually I'm going to stop trying to solve the company's problems. I'm here <laughs> for my paycheck. I'll do the bare minimum, send me my paycheck and I go home. Right. Um, and, and yeah. when the company, Needs to adapt and and, and and grow as its environmental pressures change around it, it. You know, it's going to find itself where maybe there's a solution right there in their own in their own hangar. But they, they crushed it a long time ago. Yeah. That enthusiasm, so to speak.
2: Yeah. Well, and it sounds more like people were telling you that because this is just how the industry is. And those people are even you're just supposed to put up with it you know so yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. um go ahead yeah i don't know i just know my younger self like well just listen like be a good listener is always great you know if you want to learn but also like don't you don't have to hide who you are like be like be fierce be powerful be a female in the industry and don't apologize for it right like hiding you know you stand out already so like I hid a lot of things just like how dare I have pink tools I would never want that because then you'd know I was female right because Mm -hmm. I had pink tools but yet and then so like meeting Cass and she's got like the pink toolbox and the pink I was like You do do. use it, right?
1: That's that's
4: the ownership of it. I spent
1: too much at Snap On on pink tools.
4: Man, I tell you, I haven't spent it on pink tools, but tools nonetheless. The Snap On boy, they own my soul
0: for a while. Um, I mean, if if something goes missing, I would def it would stand out like it's cool, right? You know, it wouldn't just blend into someone else's stuff. Like, yep, that's one hundred percent mine. You can't can't fool me um, pull the wool over my eyes on this one
4: (laughs) yeah or somebody stole stole a pair of pliers all right who stole the pink pliers come on own up to it you know
0: see that that'd be something i'd have to do if i had to like maintain my own tool set which i don't do anymore i'd probably be like the most flamboyant one like if you're gonna steal this you're gonna be so intentful in this and i will be able to spot it like right away like cough it up friend i know it was you (laughs) I'm the only person in this whole freaking hangar or this line that has that kind of tools. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you said, right? Own it, and and you said yeah. it best. Like, just you already stand out. So why not stand out in the best just way? You own can. it. Yeah,
2: just be you. That was the hard part.
0: Absolutely. How, how about you, Hannah? Like, what what would what's a good piece of advice, or what's one piece of advice you would give your past self or someone similar to you?
5: Um, the one that immediately comes to my mind kind of ties into Lindsay's just like knowing your worth and not accepting less. I think I just accepted what other people told me for too long. Um, you know what you're worth and you know what you're capable of. So, you know, don't accept less pay just because you're a girl and don't allow them to just give you easy, easy jobs because they don't think you could handle more or anything like that. Um. That's something I always stress. Like even going on to like the pink tool thing. Like I don't want to be treated differently at work just because I'm a girl or get special treatment or anything. So I think like yeah, like I wish I could go back and tell myself just like to know my worth and be more assertive about that. Which is surprising because I'm sure most of the girls here don't think of me as a non assertive person. I'm pretty assertive and speak my mind on everything. But when I first started, I wasn't as much like that as I am now. So I, yeah, I would say just knew your worth for sure.
0: Most definitely. Alicia, how about you?
3: Um, I think that's probably one of the first things I noticed about Hannah when we first met her was like, Oh my God, I wish we were like her. And so like spoke, spoke our mind all the time about things that were bothering us when we were her age. Cause uh, she's the youngest out of the group. So we're just so, proud of her and uh how she just you know carries herself and carries herself in the industry um but yeah i would i would say the same thing it's like knowing your worth um because you you don't really have anybody to talk to so you don't know um that's i think that's where it comes like we feel so isolated because we are the only females a lot of the times only in the hangar um so we just don't have other people other girls to talk to about like hey like And a lot of people don't even talk about pay in our industry. So that's also very frustrating um, to even know like, hey, am I getting paid the same amount as this other guy who's doing um, the same job as me? Um, But also, yeah, speaking your mind, if you see something that's not right, but it's the way that the company has always done it, um, you know, say something. If you don't feel comfortable with it and if you wouldn't want your parents flying on that aircraft, say something.
0: Be- very, very much. Yes. Especially that.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's how I've always thought about anything that I do. It's like, okay, when I want my family flying on this plane.
0: Yes. Right. Very, so, very much so. And again, yeah. If you, if you don't have the confidence of putting someone you love into it, then why would you put someone else's life into it? Very, exactly. very, very much. Yes. And Miss Nordy B., how about, how about you?
6: Um, I think I would just tell myself this, um, Maybe to just uh, do it.
0: <laughs> yeah,
6: <laughs> just do it. You know, um, being a woman in a male-dominated field—that's not what really was fearful for me. Just not being a mechanically inclined person, like naturally, that—that's just not my thing. But now, it like now it is. So it it's just getting out of my own way and just doing it. And I think I would just tell myself to go ahead and take the jump and
4: be confident. Yeah. Yes. Be more
6: confident because you know, like the confidence for me is something that came in time. Right. And I, I remember, like, I would even tell Alicia, like, "Oh my God, Alicia, I don't know what the hell am I doing," and she would just be like, "Relax, relax." She's, she's very really like, yeah, yeah, "Yeah, relax," you know. And I would be like, Alicia, I'm like having meltdowns, Alicia, I don't know what I'm doing, you know. And even now, like, I'm taking this type course, and I'm just like, "What the hell is this?" Like, they like, it. It, it feels like a type course is school on steroids, right? It's just. Mm-hmm. So much information, and because I just got out of school and I'm doing, I had to take the course now. It was kind of like now, or I wasn't sure if I would have been able to take it later. And the company does have the aircraft that my type course is on, but when I started, it was never in the hangar. So, you know, I'm in class with a bunch of men who've worked on this aircraft for years. And I'm just like, what? Say what? (laughs) So it's like being more confident and just knowing like, you know what? I don't get it now, but I'll get it tomorrow. And I'll be even better the next day and better the next day. And just taking that initial first step to not be afraid.
0: You you know, that resonates with me so much, uh, especially with the whole make mistakes with confidence, right? Like you're going to make a mistake. At least be confident about the mistake you're about to make, right? Um, Me myself. forward. as yes, they call it. yes. Uh, like myself, like I worked on helicopters pretty much majority of my aviation life. And the first time I touched hands on a fixed wing plane, right? Like it was on an aircraft that it didn't have a trainer. So we it was all like on paper. Like we had to kind of just know already what, what the heck we're doing. And a lot of the guys taking the class, it's kind of like a refamiliarization to them. Like they've put hands on this like so many times and they're just getting... Uh, a refresher on a newer model say and here's my here's my as i'm like what is this like i i'm i'm used to planes that go whop wop not you know, like what, <laughs> what are we talking about here right like <laughs> my pro my propeller is on the top not on the tail so what is explain to me propeller governor what is that <laughs> you know stuff like that it was like it was such a learning curve for me but um uh, and yeah, I got teased on a bunch of times because like, oh, well, you don't know this. You're supposed to be a mechanic. Like, okay, friend, let's ask you what a transmission on an airplane looks like. There's transmissions on an airplane? Like, yeah, imagine that. So um, that that's definitely something I personally resonate with. Like, just make mistakes with confidence, lean forward, be okay with uh, stumbling. Um, just know your worth and then do the do. That's exactly. One of my...
6: I want to call it like one of my aviation friends like told me that, you know, getting your license is just like a license to learn because I'm never yep. going to know everything, right? I'm never going to know everything and I just have to be okay with that.
0: Yes, and um, exactly that. And especially with how fast things evolve, like yeah, what you know is relevant now it may not be relevant six months from now, nine months from now, ten, three years from now like some of the airplanes that MVP and I worked on, they're obsolete long since obsolete, but like that, that was just the nature of the beast. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and exactly right. Like, we're just here to learn. We're here to, it it's just a license to learn. And MVP said it best. I'm gonna let him uh, take that one lesson away.
4: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, so what I was going to tie in with this was, was accountability, right? Be accountable. Like, like you guys are talking about making mistakes earner own up to those mistakes. Hey, raise your hand. Hey, I messed up, you know, and you come out better on, from that on the other side. Yeah. You might get a little bit of an ass chewing up front, but far or less of an ass chewing if you try to hide it. So just, yes. just own up to your mistakes, be accountable for your actions. But on the other side of that, take credit for the work you do. If you did something really awesome and you like, you like you guys just said, Hey, I did this job in under eight minutes. And if somebody comes through and you're going to have these management teams that come through and they're like, oh yeah, you know, my team did this in under eight minutes. No, fuck that. These two individuals did that <laughs> in eight minutes. So mm-hmm. I have people that work for me now that are, you know, they're, they're pretty humble. Um, hey, you know, like that. And I see it. I, I know that that individual took on that task and, and got it done. And they will come back and like, Hey, you guys got that done quick. Well done. You know, you got that done quick. Well done. Oh, well you know, it's only because of me and so and so no, fuck you did that. That was you. You know, so I try to I try to make sure people when they do, if they won't own up to it themselves, I make sure that they get the credit they're deserved. Right, be accountable for yourself when you me- when you mess up, but also but also, if you if you're kicking ass, make sure that's known too. Don't don't hide that aspect either.
0: Yep, absolutely right. And uh, the t- tie in again with I- I'm I I can't really. Sorry, Titan is like one of those words, like I try to say very limited, but uh, another lesson that uh, MVP said best in many of his episodes was talking about like uh, learning since having your license or your certificate is a license to learn. The moment you stop learning is the day you become basically dead. You're, you're brain dead. You're, you're yep. old, you're worthless. You're obsolete. And,
4: <laughs> and I learned that from my high school soccer coach. He was a man from uh, Zambia in Africa. And he always said that he goes, the day you stop learning is the day or is the day you die. He goes, you might still be living. He goes, but as a person or as a free thinking individual, you're dead, you're dead in the head. (laughs) So the minute, the day you stop learning, whether that's the day you stop breathing or the day you choose to stop learning is the day you die. So you're always out there, but you're never alone. That's what I tell people. Like a lot of people might think they're out there. Like, like, uh, you might feel that you're, because you're so new, you're like, oh my god, I'm I'm out here freewheeling on my own. You're not. You got a great group of ladies here to support you. But also, even in your own workspace, uh, there's going to be somebody there. Hey, I don't understand this right now. Can you explain it to me? You know, and maybe the way the instructor is explaining it isn't the way that best suits you. But there might be somebody sitting next to you goes, yeah, actually, it's it's really like this, and can and can tell the tell the details or the information in a different way that makes more sense.
6: Yeah. I think I've been lucky on that end because my instructor, he knows that I'm like fresh out of school. And, you know, even today I said, look, um, avionics, I'm having a hard time. And he's like, yeah, let's go over these review questions, you know? And it turns out that everyone wanted to go out, <laughs> go over the questions, but, you know, no one wanted to speak up. And even at my new employer, um, I work with a bunch of men who've been there like 30. The most junior person has 20 years there. When wow. I started and it's like, he has like, yeah, like 20 years. So everyone has, everyone there, they've been so helpful. Like, okay, if you need to come in and you need us to run the system for you, or we're going to call you when the aircraft comes in and see if you can come in and, you know, we can show you this and show you that. So I feel like, I've been really, really lucky on that end, and it makes me feel so good that that's the type of environment I'll be in, where people are supporting the talents that I'm, that I have, and that I'm developing. And it doesn't feel—I don't feel like, oh my god, you know, I'm a, I'm a girl, and they're gonna, you know, judge me because I, I feel so happy there. You know, it's, it's,
0: it's good. And I, I would always like, likewise say that. The newer generation of technicians, be it women or men or whatever or whatever the case may be, they now have you all as their mentorship. Whether it be in their in the same organizations, whether they be into mentorship groups like Elevate or Hanger Queens, either way, now they have you all who have already learned majority of the hard lessons, or at least can guide them past the hard lessons, uh, minus the ones that they have to build character from, obviously. But like they, they don't have to make those same mistakes you have in isolation like they're not islands no more they have all you all to help them along and mentor them through for possibly things that you've never had so i appreciate every single one of you for all that you do and all the contributions you make for both women in general and aviation in general and i think i'm taking the words out of uh, mvp's mouth here as well like we're just inspired by all that you get all that you ladies do
6: thank you oh, oh, guys. very
4: much very much inspirational yep uh yep. you guys make me try to do better in my own work every day yes, <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Oh, no no, no. I, I got i got levels to achieve yet you know what i mean
0: right
2: like, well, thank you also I, for being allies to like females in the industry and knowing that you don't have to treat us different you just have to give us the same shot and you know um also having like your support just on social media being like you guys rock is like so awesome just yeah. to like open your phone and be like, all oh, these guys get it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to hear. I'm, I'm glad that, that, that that's how it comes across, you know, cause that's, that's what we're driving for.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. And but I- even some of the new gen that Nordia went to school with, like she won, you know, they ah. kicked ass in Ontario and she got flack back for it because, you know, they were jealous.
6: I was trying mm. to keep it cool, and now bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I'm just saying. You,
4: you got flack for doing. You got flack for doing good.
6: I was trying to. Um, uh, hey, yeah. <laughs> hey,
4: Co- hey, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant said, uh, "The good ones don't have haters. Only the great ones do."
0: Ooh. Ooh. there it is. Swing, <laughs> swish, <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it's. Ex- I appreciate that you calling us allies. I really do. it really it means a lot. It really does. And uh, we got asked this, I think, in another show or some kind of social media space, like, um, what's your guys' biggest feeling of of a celebrity strike, right? Like like what celebrity would you guys like to have on, or how would you feel what would make you feel most excited to meet? And I said, I would like to meet every single one every single person who listens to our show and gives us feedback. That is by far the best feeling that I can get or we can get. It's just hearing the people who actually listen to us and feel comfortable enough to to give us feedback. Because yet, like uh, MVP said, there's going to be some haters, and that just means we're doing a good job. <laughs> and we got a lot of that, as <laughs> amazing as that is, or as unbelievable as that may seem. But hearing uh, the words from you and seeing how you guys just continue to inspire, and it does, and all the shortcomings that you had is not stopping you from doing what. you you feel is the best path forward for you is the is to me at least the best feeling there is it it really is and uh going with accomplice or allies i'm sorry uh, allies as you said Lindsay i think i had this conversation with cassandra where uh an ally is just someone who's kind of like who just got your back and just like yeah yeah i'm all for you you know they send a like and they'll tweet they'll send a tweet or whatever the case may be but an accomplice is someone like you call them up at two in the morning like girl this is late I need I need some help are you down and no question and here comes the accomplice hangs up the phone and just drives to wherever you're at and helps you do whatever you need to do I feel I, our, we're we're allies but we're, I, we're trying to trend towards the accomplice like we're here to help you whatever case is, is necessary maybe not so much on the legal side but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Or maybe we don't or, know. Or we'll maybe talk. I don't. I don't know. You, yeah, I know. You I know? know. nothing happened. You know, secret squirrel, uh, secret handshake has never happened. <laughs> but that's what we're trying to trend more towards. Is we want to be your accomplice in what you're trying to achieve, not just someone who's in in your lane or who's got your back when things are going good. If that makes right. any sort of sense. Yeah. I'm not 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 saying I'm not appreciative of you calling me that. I'm just I'm trying to. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> So uh any 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 firebacks for us ladies? I mean like we we mentioned earlier in the show that we want to make this 99% you but feel free to turn the turn the tables on us do some round tables on us. I'm ready to answer some questions myself.
1: <laughs> so do you did you like live in a place where there was big spiders?
0: Yes. The what? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I, let me let me let me let me uh pack tarot.
1: question but like
0: Really? <laughs> so let me back put on that. They're it, big in relative to who? <laughs> in
1: relative to the Canadian spiders.
0: <laughs> okay. So then, yes, I'm from a, I'm from a place that has many big spiders. Uh, MVP has encountered many of them. And um, yeah, but these are the ones that, I mean, no one's going to believe. It. Like, oh, they're they're harmless. like, But you see the side, like uh, someone who's definitely afraid of spiders will definitely say, I don't care. I don't want them near me. I don't want to to exist in the same plane as I am, and I hope they all vanish from existence. <laughs> but yes, I, I am from a place that has many a big spider,
4: <laughs> and I have been to Six's h- homeland and can confirm that there are some pretty gnarly, gnarly spiders. <laughs> Yuck! <laughs> uh,
0: banana spiders, right? Banana spiders, yes. What's I up, had yeah. to
3: Google that when it was that? on your episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> those were so disgusting. I never want to see that. Aren't again. those
2: big
6: white ones?
0: Uh they're yellow, no. actually. Yellow-y?
3: google
2: it. Oh,
6: <laughs> I think I remember. Yeah. Oh. oh, seen those oh they're just walking around, just oh <laughs>
4: yeah. You walk through the jungle, you might catch one of those to the face because they like to build their webs at
0: Yeah, they, life. yeah they like to build their webs mm-hmm. in high places. So Conveniently, that height is about the same height as your face. So, yeah. Oh, you <laughs> <Wow>. beautiful, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh,
6: beautiful. Alicia, is that you? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: sarcasm, beautiful.
6: <clears throat> yeah, it was a sarcastic. <laughs> okay, you know, I can never tell with you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Please,
0: I, lo- I love it. I'm all about it. <laughs> But so it, it, work with, and big with,
4: ass uh, coconut crabs.
0: Oh yeah, I lo- love those coconut crabs. Those, those I fear more than the spiders, to be honest.
4: Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty. They'll climb trees and kill birds.
0: Yes, and and their little pincher thingies—they're strong enough to crack coconuts. That's hence the name coconuts
6: I mean, but can these crabs Are these crabs edible? Like, oh yeah, can oh, yeah. they're oh, a yeah. delicacy. I curry this crab because you know I'm from Trinidad, so. Can this crab be curried?
0: Oh yes. Oh good? yes. They're actually really good. They're actually really good once you catch them. But uh it's one of those that you gotta catch them and raise them for a few for like a day or two, so it kind of cleans out whatever nasties they've been eating.
6: Yeah.
0: But uh, but uh uh, uh uh let's see. What's uh have, have any of you ever seen the movie Moana? Yes. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, so you know Tamatoa, the one that steals Maui's hook. That's that's a coconut crab.
6: Yes! Oh mm-hmm. I I see this I'm looking at it now. I'm watching it um, kill a bird. so
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, you were you were asking something, Nordy. I'm sorry.
6: No, I was asking if you've worked with a lot of um, female AMEs
0: before. I, I have actually. Um, the only issue is the se- we we're split up into different sections, like specialists. like yeah. uh, we have engine people, we have structures people, we have avionics people. And majority of the women that I've worked with, they've mostly been uh, avionics technicians. Uh, rarely ever have they worked on the powertrains or the engines as as I have. And wow. the ones that I did have, there's probably like maybe four total that I've ever met in in 20 years. <laughs> but oh, um, wow. yeah, so majority of the women I have seen, they're very uh, heavy in avionics specialties. and. To be honest, like majority of those who were in avionics, they end up going into the higher positions because as we all know, avionics basically runs everything like the engines fly by wire nowadays instead of being links and, and bell cranks and stuff like that. So my job Mm -hmm. essentially is, is more or less obsolete because uh, there's only so much I can do to an engine versus like avionics, which runs basically everywhere.
6: Okay. Mm -hmm. No better.
0: Yep. So, and so like, but my experience with uh, women in AMEs, it's either they just kind of, I'm sorry. What happened? Oh, as like uh, they either have been like stellar, like super stellar. They, they're the ones that you will see becoming CEOs in like 10 years or something like that. Like most most capable of succeeding kind of like each and every one of you like I can see each and every one of you becoming a CEO in the next 10 15 years and then there's these other ones who they're they're more or less like people who got goaded into jo- into going into those specialties you know like like you better find yourself a job and it ain't going to be here and so like they kind of just floated that way so they don't really want to be there in the first place but they just kind of mm-hmm. do it as a job and those are very rare, but the ones that I have seen, they kind of muddle the waters a little bit for the women who actually do want to excel and succeed. So, whenever uh, we there's women in the areas that MVP and I have li- have worked in, they kind of have to push past that ceiling of having uh, women AMEs or or t- or specialists that have done just that. They're just there to kind of collect a check and not actually learn the trade or learn the skill sets or excel in just doing a good job. So
6: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm not yeah. sure if you've experienced any of those because there's so little is so little of you. But in some of our areas there's like a whole bunch of them, but they it's either they're amazing or they're just they're just there to pretty much hang out in the locker room more or less.
4: Yeah, they're they're either they're either excellent or Uh, it's one of those, oh, can you pick this up and carry it over here for me? I just can't lift it. And you're like, it, it's 15 pounds. Are you you serious? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they just don't want to do the work. Right. (laughs) But most of my experience has been the ones who are really good. Don't stay on the floor very long. They get, they get pushed into management pretty quick.
0: Oh, Yes. And those are the kinds you want to like, cause they've just doing so amazing, just flat out amazing. And whoever the powers that be, they just say, you know what, we need this person in a more, in a more responsible role than just being a technician, which for some that's kind of heartbreaking because, you know, they kick ass and they're very good mechanics or technicians, but you could also see that progression. Like this person will probably change the world if you give them enough leeway and capability to do so. Which I feel the same for each and every one of you. Just throwing that out there.
1: <laughs>
0: not, not to That's inflate, like not to inflate to your heads too hard, but yeah.
2: <laughs> we'll take it. We don't get enough.
0: All day, all day. What you need, man? Like you just need a pick me up. Like mm. he just message us, like you are amazing. You are the best thing ever. Everyone, yeah, well, everyone in your affirmations in a,
2: in a, by six. That's
6: yes, nice. we'll, give,
0: we'll give you
4: some. We'll give you some affirming memes.
0: Yes, <laughs> yeah, we're
2: big
4: fans <laughs> of memes. So
0: oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh and comics too we're all we're, we're doing affirmation comics too yeah. I love oh, yeah, we <laughs> i'm sorry
6: no i love i love the stuff that you guys are putting up.
0: and there's more there, there's a lot more as, as far as the comics is concerned we're mm-hmm. just slowly but surely crank them out because um a like we're trying to we're trying to play a little co- close to the chest so people don't just mooch it uh, people don't try to copyright it, say it's theirs or whatnot, just because there's some thieving people out there. And then two, it's kind of like, uh, we want to put it out there for the people who know already. Like, uh, this is for you specifically. This is for you to have your voice out. This is for you to feel affirmed that people do care about you. And then slowly but surely, as, as it starts to branch out more, people see it more, they start getting more curious. And then, then the full flood comes, <laughs> 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 if that makes any sort of sense. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to brag now. <laughs>
2: No, I don't think so. You're just, it's your business model you're putting out there.
0: Yeah. Yep. Clown maintenance. Clown maintenance. <laughs> we're we're weird. I know. Sorry. I
6: have another question. If you guys could move anywhere in the world and do what you're doing now, where would you go?
0: Oh, oh man.
6: That's good, right? I know. I
0: know. That was so good. Mm, you got me. Uh, MVP, you, you can go ahead and take it away from, from here. Oh, I'm still thinking. Uh, uh, okay. I, I I don't know. Uh let's see for myself. I mean, I, I wish I can just nomad it <coughs> and just go anywhere. Like I have like I have maybe like a home base, and then I just I can just hop foot wherever I need to, wherever I feel like going. Kind of like a like an RV almost. Um, if I were to like flat out live somewhere, like I had to choose somewhere, I'd probably pick New Zealand.
6: Oh nice Mm, Uh, New
4: Zealand's a good choice
0: Yeah Mm. I pick pick New Zealand Because it's kind of like It's like a good mix Like, uh, There's a lot of good people there There's a lot of good culture there A lot of good movies go there So I'm going to see a whole lot of celebrity stuff Um, uh, And and then also like There's a lot of uh, cultures there That I resonate with very closely Uh, I kind of share a little bit Of some of those bloodlines So it's kind of like The next closest thing to home to me
4: yeah. What's funny is I was gonna kind of lean towards, so, so I've been to Canada a whole bunch of times and I really like Calgary mm. a lot.
1: Whoa.
4: Um, <laughs> I could do, I could do Calgary in a heartbeat. Um, really? but if, yeah, I, I, I super enjoy that, that town. Um, uh, outside of that though, uh, I, I, I enjoy Germany a lot. Um, different festivals and they got like it's a it's a whole mix of cultures there now. Mm, so you got true. a little bit of everything. Um and they're and they're pretty aviation uh actually it's not 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 Germany, um uh Switzerland.
0: Switzerland, yes.
4: Yeah. They got some neat stuff in the way of aviation. Um uh, maybe not like big corporations, but they're like the development of some of the technology that goes into aircraft is pretty pretty neat that comes out of there
0: but but we were all, we're also very prone to come towards you guys. <laughs> we're all about that too or even if just like you guys can stay here for like a, I don't know like for like 10 years or something like that and then can go wherever from there. We're all about that too.
4: <laughs> but but back to the Calgary thing. I I really I really liked Calgary a lot. I uh I could do that pretty easy. Mm.
2: What about it did you like?
4: So, well, so what I like when I was there it was The last time I was there, it was late August and there's that river that that runs kind of right through downtown and there's like a biking path or a walking path on either side and some bridges and stuff.
2: Mm
4: -hmm. Uh, But there was, everybody was outside, like walking up and down the river, exercising with their families, with, with friends, with, with, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you want to say but everybody was outside just kind of walking around, uh, enjoying the out in the outdoors, which I like. Um, they also have a really good like nightlife scene down there, really good restaurants and bars with some live music. Uh, and then I know you guys have those tunnel, those, uh, not tunnels, but like bridges that interconnect all the buildings. So when it's winter time, you don't really have to go outside to get to all of them, Yeah, which is cool. It's a really cool setup but also the Rockies are like an hour and some change away and Banff is out there and Banff is, is beautiful. And, uh, I like going backpacking and camping and stuff. So going up into the Rockies and such would be uh, a big attraction for me. And then they have the stampede every year. And that's true. And that's, that's, that's very fun to go to. It's a huge, huge rodeo for anybody else who doesn't.
2: doesn't I some Canadian NASCAR. With the check wagons,
4: that's right.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually going. To I've never, never a heard to it called
4: Canadian though. NASCAR. But that's pretty funny.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay, but we have to ask you though if you like the Bow River and like walking along there, where everybody's biking and stuff. Ha- did you ever get um, attacked by a Canada goose?
4: I have, but in, in where I grew up in Ohio, not in <laughs> Canada. <laughs>
1: Oh, because like that bow river area, those geese, they really do want to get you. Like so did yeah, you
4: get,
1: did it bite you?
4: It bit me on the inside of the thigh.
6: <laughs>
4: and uh and uh that was that was painful. <laughs> yeah. But I was a kid at the time when that happened, it hasn't happened since. Um what was really cool is there was like a couple of beavers out in the river there, you know, chewing on some chewing on some logs, which is kind of neat. You don't really... Down here, especially where we live now, you don't see beavers a whole lot, but then just see them out doing their their thing. I don't know. It was a kind of a cool mix of city to outdoorsy to to western culture. To you know, it, was just, it was a good mix for me. I enjoyed it.
2: Well, you'll have to come visit.
0: Yeah, I would love to. Almost so. oh, dev. Most dev. We would love to. and uh, But the Elevate Aviation Inspiration Gala would have happened already, but we've totally would have loved to come to that. And probably any future ones for sure. And if you guys are still in the area or actually, no, that's in Alberta. I'm sorry.
2: It <laughs> but, is in Alberta.
0: But we're we're very keen on traveling and meeting a lot of you, meeting any, anyone who's willing to meet us. And I think traveling is pretty much, like from all the work that we've done, traveling is kind of like, it, it has to happen. <laughs>
4: It's kind of weird. Like when, when you travel for so long, you're like, ah, I want to stop traveling for a while and I haven't been traveling so much. in I'd say the last five years and the itch is starting to get back there again. Right. Yeah. Um, just, just kind of being on the move, seeing different things. That's, uh, that was a big attraction for me getting into aviation maintenance too. Cause when I first got out of school, you know, one of the things I looked for in when I was interviewing places was who was who was going to pay for me to travel. And that's kind of who I went with.
0: Yeah, very much so. And that's kind of like that's kind of like the same with me, too. Like, oh, travel and adventure. Solid. All about it. Get, get me out of here. Let me go go places anywhere and everywhere. And then I went to some places that were not choice. But, hey, it's part of the job. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Any other questions?
4: The answer is yes.
0: <laughs>
4: yes, the answer is, the answer is very much yes.
0: <laughs> Surprise! The answer is yes. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, again, ladies, we're just so inspired to have you here and uh, for you to do what you do and for us just even sharing moments with you ladies, even if it was just like the the affirmation beams, or just like the (laughs) you're doing a fantastic job text whichever the case may be like we're all about it and we're here for you and and any current and aspiring uh maintenance technician slash aviation specialist whichever the term is in your region we're all about it
2: sounds great
4: <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like radio
2: science. It's like, <laughs> no, no, don't. I think everybody just fell like
4: asleep thinking- on us. No, that's cool.
1: My Wi Fi cut out, but I just got back in, so thank you.
4: Nah, no problem at all.
6: It's midnight over here, so oh,
4: oh yeah. snap. we Man. should probably let you go then. Yeah,
6: it's a say, school night, right?
0: It,
6: every night is a school night. I have three kids, like oh. <laughs> every night.
0: Cool night. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. I, I feel um, you on that. Well, la- ladies, again, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, for those of you who liked a learn more about some of the good things that these ladies do there, you can check out Elevate Aviation uh, for a lot of the mentorships and some of the events that these ladies go through. Uh, St. Likewise with Hangar Queens. Um, they're all on Instagram and I'm not sure. Are you on Facebook too, Alicia, uh, with Hangar Queens?
3: Uh, we're not on Facebook, but we are on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. LinkedIn's pretty big in Canada.
0: Oh, I, I did hear is about... It's really that. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it is not very big here. No, not in the slightest here. Like here, it's more like just for... It's like Facebook for people who think they're executives and then they just yeah. kind of like banter back and forth and thinking that... That's,
4: that's a good way to say it. I'm the executive manager at some company you've never heard of. Or it'll say entrepreneur. <laughs>
0: Yes, <laughs> not talking <laughs> smack about entrepreneurs in general, but there's a lot of individuals who kind of tout their weight a little too much, but mm-hmm. that, neither here nor there. So but uh, so LinkedIn and Instagram, definitely check out uh, Hangar Queens and Elevate Aviation. They do have some events in Canada. If you're in those areas, just uh, follow their, their, their social medias, their website has all the stuff that you can participate in. Or if you just want to discover aviation for yourself,
4: and even own. if you're not in those areas, still look into it.
0: Yes, most definitely. And likewise, if you have any questions or feedback for us, you, you know how to reach us either by social media, email, website, whichever is easiest for you. Send us their send us your feedback. Let us know what you feel, what you think, some stories that you might want to share, so it can inspire other people. Because that's what we're all about. We're here to help inspire, help reinvigorate inv- the spark that may have kind of dwindled down a little bit. And then we also want to pass on the lessons learned, preferably in a funny way that's going <laughs> to keep you from over-focusing or hyper-focusing and then possibly lead to an incident. We want you to have that split-seconds relief where you can focus yourself onto the ten- on what needs the most attention and not put too much strain on yourself. Ladies, again, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you. We we are definitely your accomplices in all of this. And uh, again, just take, thank you again for taking the time to come and meet with us and talk uh, talk some stuff about aviation and women in general.
4: Yeah, really appreciate you taking the time. Um, and, and we'd love to have you back sometime. And as you guys are going through your own lives and stuff, and if something comes up and you guys, oh, my God, this would be a great subject to talk about. Hit us up. We'll set up another time and place to get us all all on the same line again, and uh, we'll hash it out.
1: Thank you guys so much for having us. I know that we were all really excited to, you know, come together and actually chat because it's been a while for all of us. And like, I'm very excited to hear the episode. I'm sure we all are. So thank you again. It was a great time.
0: Most definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thanks for this platform.
0: Not a problem Ain't at not all. A problem. And I hope you
4: guys, since you weren't able to get together last year and practice for the competition, you got that on your agendas this year to all get together, not only to <laughs> practice, but to just get that bonding time in, in that, that, uh, camaraderie.
0: Most definitely.
6: That is true.
4: And, uh, start looking into that business. Yes, please.
6: We'll
4: be we'll be, your, we'll be, I'll your be first checking event. in on that periodically. So, uh, oh,
6: ladies, start looking into that we'll, business. We'll be
4: looking for. I'll be looking for some progress reports. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be there to do your cert. We'll be your certifying body for that. <laughs> and we'll start promoting the business. Heck yeah! We'll start promoting it too all day.
3: <laughs> you guys are awesome. Thank you again for plugging Hanger Queens too. I appreciate that.
0: Not a problem at all. Like I said, like we're all your accomplices in it, and we're all here for all of you. On that note, uh, thanks again everyone from listening and we'll see you all again next time.
6: Bye. Bye. Bye everybody.
0: We would like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to make episodes, maintain our gear, and create merch for all of our listeners with special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Dan Schubert, Ryan Frushauer, Kyle Keir, Caleb Stockhill, Jenny Dignan, and Jennifer Brofer. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. If you like our show, please support us on Patreon. You'll receive awesome perks such as access to our private Discord, discounts on and early access to merch, first glimpse of our comics and other projects, and so much more. Visit our shop at cancelformainness.com and grab some swag to show off both your support for us and your prowess as an aircraft technician. If you have suggestions for the show or have a guest recommendation to be on the show, send us a line on our contact us section at our website. And do, we will do what we can to get your ideas and or your recommendations on the show. You can also follow us on social media, such as on Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at Kanks, that's C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast, Twitter at CXMX Podcast, and now you can catch us on Tapas where you can view our latest comics. Check out our affiliate, Rockwelltime.com, for watches and eyewear that support both your sporty and classy lifestyles. Use the code CX4MX. That's the number four MX to save 10% off your total purchase. Thank you all again for your listenership and support, and we will see you all next time.